the Under Center podcast. Hello and welcome to the Under Center podcast. I'm your host, Dara Mar, and I'm joined by my co-host in crime. Uh, co-host in crime, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'm going to run with it anyway for this edition of the show. Fionn Malloy, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Dara. I'm doing well, thanks. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Uh, we are two weeks since our last show. Um, yes. It's, it is the quiet part of the off-season where not a lot happens coming close to the 4th of July weekend. There is a few things happening. You know, we, we'll we talk about them maybe another day when things have come a little clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are two weeks out from our conversation with Washington Commanders head coach, Ron Rivera. And the burning question that I've been meaning to ask you, and I wanted to know since we've had the interview, are you and Coach Ron best friends now? Unfortunately not. I've been texting him flat out on Twitter. I don't think he realizes it's me. There's a lot of funs around the Washington area. I'm sure he thinks he doesn't realize it's me trying trying to connect up with him. So, I mean, hopefully, like he said, when we come over, we'll meet him for a point. There'll be absolutely, or a pint. There'll be absolutely no grudges held. So uh, I can't wait. If that does materialize, obviously, everybody heard he's quite a busy man. So we won't hold it against him if he can't. But if he's around, yeah. that'd be fantastic. So now, unfortunately, as of yet, we are not best friends. But Gary, you know the magic of sitting in a Dublin pub over a pint of Guinness. Friendships are born that way. And hopefully from then on, yeah. who knows, you might be seeing an Irish intern on the Washington Commanders sometime <laughs> in the future. Who knows? Well, yeah, well... The defensive to... coordinator, you know, I, I am the defensive, the quasi-defensive coach of the uh, Pirates at the moment this year. So, who knows? Yeah. Maybe I can leverage that into a full-time NFL position. Yeah, but look, you'd have to go from having your star defensive tackle, Darren Mar, to going to, you know, the OK chase. Four first-round you know, first yeah. draft picks. Yeah, that will be difficult. Yeah, I know. And, they... Well, hey, look, at least they say those who can't teach, and I don't think anyone would argue that uh, I cannot play American football. So uh, hopefully that means I will be quite good at coaching American football. Who knows and then saying. don't forget the lesser known saying, those who can't teach set up a podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we did. We have all the bases covered. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I should also mention a big thank you to everyone that tuned in to listen to the interview with Coach Rivera. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, the feedback we got from it was fantastic. So anyone that sent a message or put a comment under the video to say um, anything positive about it, thank you so much. Um, Really appreciate it. Hopefully we can get more interviews like that in the future. And it's always a start. But we do have a great interview coming up for you later today. Because, of course, in August, August the 27th to be exact, it is the the return of the Aer Lingus College Football Classic, the Northwestern Wildcats going up against the Nebraska, the Nebraska Corn Huskers. But for the rest of the show, I'm going to call it just the Huskers because, um, just because I can, because <laughs> that's what I think they. Sarah likes a good nickname. I like a good nickname. That's why I'm going to throw it to you, there, little bear. Um, but uh, so. We are going to be speaking to Jacob Schmidt. He is the Director of Football Operations at Northwestern Wildcats. So we're going to be hearing all about his preparations, getting the team ready to come over to Ireland um, and to and, uh, to 
find out what they have planned when they come over here uh, before or after the game and of course to see if they're going to get a chance to see this fantastic city of Dublin or if they go to the fantastic Ireland in country of Ireland in general of course um, because there is so many other uh, lovely sites outside of Dublin most notably Dublin Airport to leave but <laughs> I'm only joking I'm only joking I'm only joking but look before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about the more local side of the game, um, because if you if it is your first time watching this show and you're not aware, myself and Fiona, the reason why we set up this podcast is because we play on the same American football team. I'm gonna that's the last time I'm gonna say American football. It's gonna be football from the rest of this, I promise. But we play for the North Dublin. Pirates, and uh, with the announcement this week that our final scheduled game against the Razorbacks has been cancelled, um, that means that our season is uh, come to an end um, prematurely, meaning we will finish the season without a win. Um, unfortunate. Uh, Fionn, uh, I'd love to know what your initial thoughts were on this year as a whole. Yeah, I mean, anytime you don't get any win, it's a little bit disappointing. We obviously all go out there to compete and the ultimate goal of competing is to win. Uh, I think it has to be taken with a little bit of pinch of salt. Certainly, uh, COVID hit every team hard for whatever reason. It really made it difficult for us to keep players. We we suffered with quite a small roster of guys. And then, as always with any team, life takes over as well. This is a a long season from the preseason all the way into the end of the season. Now we go from about September into June. So uh, it's a long old season and, and people float in and out and that can be difficult for continuity. I think that's definitely been a big issue for us. It's just getting that continuity, having players. And again, one thing that gets overlooked as well, we, we had a lot of rookies this year and they all played fantastically well, but there is no, there is no alternative to experience. And so they've started to get a bit of experience now, but it takes time. And so as the kind of more senior member of the of the panel, I've been here since the, the Pirates were set up. I understand that. We went through the same thing. The first season we were set up was, uh, was not a winning season. That was uh, all losses as well. And these things happen in football. And we do have to kind of keep that mindset of this is a reset. This is a rebuild. We're trying to recruit players. We believe in our ethos. We believe in giving the young guys games, giving the rookies games. It is not about necessarily everything that we can do to win. It's making sure that everyone on the team feels like they have earned a win when we do win because it will happen. We've seen it in the past. So I'm not worried about the future. The past, of course, disappointing this season. But I think looking forward, and I think you'll agree, a lot of great performances from rookies. A lot of guys coming in, learning the sport for the first time. Some really unfortunate injuries for some of those young guys as well, which we don't like to see. But hopefully they'll come back stronger. Every game, every snap is an extra bit of experience for the other guys. So it's already a better season next season, no matter what happens, because now we have a few less rookies, a few more vets. Let's call them one-year vets. And that can only stand, in, stand us in good stead going forward. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there, Fionn. Um, yeah, it, it has been a difficult year. and um, Although technically it's only my second season with the team, it, it, obviously with COVID, I've been around a couple of uh, more, a bit longer, I should say, than that. Um, and, you know, like you said, the, the numbers compared to the first season, it, you know, there is a difference. 
There's not a lot we could have done about that. And, you know, we can't force people to play. COVID hit not just, obviously, ourselves, but we've seen in the league with a lot of cancellations of a lot of games that it's hit a lot of teams really hard this year. And, uh, like, some players that were maybe thinking about retiring in the next year or two did do that over COVID. So maybe where you would have hoped to get more time out of them to maybe, you know, to 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 push on and, and to have those numbers up didn't happen and look we, we can't control that and um I I feel like you you go through and, and the games that we played you feel that the score lines don't match I think what has happened in the game. Um the performances of players like you're mentioned with rookies as well. A lot of these people and I think I've said to you numerous times at training sessions where you've said, oh, he's playing well for a rookie. And I'm shocked that he's actually, yes, he actually is a rookie, you know? Um, so there's there's a, there's a few um, players out there that can definitely hold their heads up high. But actually, all of them can. Yeah, they're not all, a lot of them. All of them can. They, they, we've been up against it where there has been times where, like you mentioned, there's been players that have been going on a good run and they've just gotten hurt. And, you know, that has reduced our an already small number to an even smaller number and mm-hmm. that we were struggling to to field teams which obviously led to to cancellations because we couldn't get a team together to play um like i say now now that the season is over we can now look ahead to next season we can start our recruitment drives we can start trying to to get more players on board um feel look a little bit we are we are um at the mercy of sort of you know the not the other teams but just the way the situation is in dublin because there's six teams in dublin you know uh four of them are in the premier division we are unfortunately the lowest ranked dublin side so maybe we just we're unfortunately last on the totem pole for players that are thinking about playing the game and you know um that they would go to another team first, but look, that's that's just happens. We we just have to find other ways of getting players, and we have plans this year, and we'll we'll do that. So we'll, we'll see. It's it's. It, I like to put it down maybe as a building year. I think that's the best way we can describe this season. It, it's a building season this year. Um, like you're saying, the rookies now have got their experience that they can kick on next year, and that they can improve and. You know, we get some new ones coming in again. If we get some new rookies coming in again this off season and help them build up, you never know what can happen um, in the division. But like I said, yeah, n- not the way we would have liked to have finished the the league season with with an, yet another cancellation. But um, and also the fact that we will go winless. Um, but definitely building blocks in place for next year and hopefully beyond that to 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 sort of definitely make a, a, this team a, a success in the future well this is it and as you mentioned the the results while uh don't flatter us and of course you have to give credit to the other teams they kept we faced a lot of very strong rosters this year not in not just in terms of talent but in numbers as well but we we did have some guys coming over from the from the disbanded bulldogs they stuck around and these are the type of things that encourages me and that for anyone listening that wants to come down and play. And like you mentioned, sure. If you go and Google it, there's a lot of other teams in, in Ireland and certain people are going to want to play at, at different levels, but 
we get guys in. We are used to dealing with a lot of rookies. A lot of rookies get game time. And we've grown this team. As you mentioned, one of the disappointing things about this season was the season, the last season that we managed to play. We were extremely competitive, even with plenty of rookies there. So we know that our coaching and our system and our playbook can achieve results. Now we just need people to come down and get integrated. And I really feel like the Bulldogs in particular this season kind of represents that, right? They came down, they had their own team, they had their own way of doing things, and they came into the Pirates system and philosophy and team network, and they enjoyed it, and they stayed, and most of them played the whole season except for pretty much a couple of injuries. So that's really something I would highlight, I would emphasize for guys looking to come down and play American football. This is a spot where you can play it in a good atmosphere. You will get good coaching, you will get good game time, good experience. And as we continue on, that continues. When we had a small team and we built it up to a competitive team over the first five years, players were getting their game all the time. Everyone got minutes. No one was upset. And I don't think there's a whole lot of Dublin teams that can say that. You might join an American football team in one of the higher divisions. This is not a knock. And if if you're a top athlete, maybe that's where you want to go. But the reality is for most guys, especially if it's your first introduction to playing American football, there's a good chance you don't get on the field for two, three, maybe even four seasons. They have a lot of talent up there. Uh, and we embrace everybody, not just the talented, but the guys that are trying to get introduced that maybe watched it on TV, even guys with no sporting background before this. The great thing about American football is, and every team will tell you this, there's a position for everybody. And that's something that we're trying to emphasize here. So sure, uh, if you want to look at results, it's not the best, but underlying that, I think, because results happen, right? Rookies make mistakes, vets make mistakes, and the problem is those compound and don't hold it against any of the teams that beat us. Uh, sure, we would have liked to keep some of the games more competitive. We did manage to keep a couple of games competitive, uh, and others don't. And that's just the break of a ball. A, a touchdown here and a touchdown there at the wrong time can get out of hand quickly. But if you come down and play with the Pirates, you will get experience, you'll get knowledge, you'll get good coaching good atmosphere and you will get to experience the game of American football, which I think some other teams just by the size of them will struggle to offer new recruits. And we're open for everybody to come down and have a look. And of course, volunteers as well. Anyone who's, who's not uh, an able body, shall we say, who's not feeling up to playing the game, getting on the pitch. We could always do with extra coaches. There's a great system in the AFI for getting coaches developed. Uh, referees as well we always need volunteers for that and just volunteers around the club in general if you want to be on the board side of things help run the team maybe on the training side of things there's always there's always a place for everyone who's interested in american football yeah definitely um so just make sure you do stick um to uh, you can go to uh, american football uh, doc ie that's the uh, american football ireland website you can find your local club there if you want to not just kid f- football there's also flag football and their season's going to be starting soon so if you want to see how, how you get on with flag football there's multiple teams around the country for that too um if you are interested or if you can't find it you can always send us a message our dms are open on twitter and on instagram if you want to know where your local team is and you'd like to play we will help we will do our best to help um get you the best bus route to dublin so you can play for us um so <laughs> no but seriously we will find you the best place where you can uh, wherever you are located around the country for sure um but like that 
like I said, uh, it's still a fantastic, a fantastic season to be actually playing again. That was the most important thing too, because having two years taken away, um, of two years of football being taken away from you due to the pandemic is does hurt, and um, just to be able to go out and play again just shows how much, um that the game means to a lot of people around this country and that it is growing and that's growing um, at a really, really fast rate. And, and um, hopefully we can see a lot more uh, people in the league now next season, but the season's not over yet. Uh, of course it, it may be over for us, but there's still uh, divisions. Sorry, I got my words mixed up there. Divisions to be settled, um, still le- um, regular seasons game, season games to be played. And then we head into the playoffs and then the bowl games, of course, culminating with the Shamrock Bowl. Um, sometime, it's normally the end of August, I believe, isn't it? Mm-hmm. End of August, start of August, something like that. Near. Um, so uh, keep uh, keep a close eye on our socials and we of course will give you the fixtures and, and the results every week and we will then also uh, keep you up to date for when the uh, the Shamrock Bowl will be on and the various bowl games in the other division but we are going to take a quick break uh, like when we come back we are going to be speaking to Jacob Smith of um, the North Western Wildcats he is the Director of Football Operations there looking ahead to the Aer Lingus College Football Classic on August 27th in the Aviva Stadium and you are very welcome back to the Under Centre Podcast Dower and Fionn still here with you we are now uh, going to focus on the Aer Lingus College Football Classic and the start of the college football season of course Northwestern Wildcats taking on the Nebraska Huskers on the 27th of August at half five local time uh, make sure if you are interested in going to the game at the Aviva Stadium get on to Ticketmaster.ie and get your tickets in there because I am sure as as soon as we get closer to the actual game it will sell out joining us on the show now to look ahead to the game we are delighted to be joined by the director of football operations at northwestern wildcats jacob schmidt jacob how are you sir i'm doing well guys thanks so much for having me no problem at all we are delighted that you could take the time to speak to us and look ahead of course to this big game like you mentioned a little uh, off air it's it's been a while since um, us irish fans over here have had the chance to see uh, college football in the flesh um i think it was 20 2019, I think, was the last year we were able to see college football, and we're, and we're definitely looking forward to uh, to seeing it again. Love it. Yeah, I know the pandemic threw a little wrench in, uh, in the plans for the 2020 game, but we're excited to bring the team over here in about 60 days and hopefully beat the Cornhuskers in front of you guys. Definitely, for sure. And, and how is uh, preparations going for... Um, coming over to, to Ireland and again offer we mentioned briefly that there, there is a lot of um, logistics that uh, go into of course moving so many people over um, for this one game and, and for yourself personally so so what sort of extra duties have you had to take on now getting ready for a game in, in a different country yeah no it's a great question obviously when you're when you're talking about moving roughly 300 people over the ocean to play a football game there's a lot of a lot of details to figure out. So the, the last six to nine months, we've been really in the weeds of planning this game. Um, we've made a couple site visits, actually. We've been to Dublin and, and Aviva Stadium now two times since December um, to meet with folks on the ground and really get the, the lay of the land in terms of the stadium, 
the game and event operations, um, but then our hotel, right? The property that we'll be staying at, the logistics, the the itinerary, all the team events that we're going to be a part of. So it's a it's a big undertaking. But you know, again, the the working with Air Lingus, working with the the logistics folks to help us move the equipment, the gear, the luggage, everything that we need for not only the game, but but a couple practice sessions while we get there. Um, it, it takes a lot of manpower and a lot of time. So that that's taken up the majority of my last six months. But again, it's going to be well worth it. We're really looking forward to, to getting over there. A Big Ten opener overseas is going to be quite the experience for our players. Jacob, you mentioned around 300 total staff coming over to Ireland. How many of those will be players? I know for, for some of our listeners who probably follow the NFL and might not necessarily follow college football as closely, you guys have a lot bigger squads and dress a lot more guys than in the NFL. Roughly, how many players, what size of a squad is going to be flying over to Ireland here to play? Yeah, so we, we'll be bringing 108 players. Um, that's, that's us. Uh, Nebraska has a little bit of a bigger roster, so they might be bringing a few more. But we've got 108, and you're right. The, the NFL limits their roster to, to 53 guys. So we're about double that size, and that's just the players, right? So we haven't even mentioned, um, you know, coaches, interns, uh, strength staff, player development, nutrition, athletic trainers, right? So that's where those additional numbers come in too. And we're, we're bringing about 300 folks that are imperative to the practice and the game. Yeah, uh, and – when it comes to that many people trying to trying to get all of that arranged, has there has there been any sort of you know difficulties you've encountered so far? You know, I don't know, passports out of date or maybe <laughs> passports not even gotten yet. Uh, you know, yeah. is there any anything that you've uh, had to deal with so far? I think I think that is the answer. It's it's passports, right? Obviously, we've known about this this game for a little over a year, and immediately we started to work on passports but then you know you add staff members you add new new players new student athletes right freshmen in college show up and our group just got here last week for summer school and workouts before practice starts uh, later in July and so we've we've been talking with these folks for the last six months about passports and helping them go through that process but undoubtedly some some guys don't have them yet they're in the works uh, actually one of our guys scared me last week he was moving apartments and he said he lost it uh remarkably it showed back up but i mean th- those are the things that people don't think about um but are obviously imperative to us just getting on that plane and coming over so we don't want to leave anybody behind so that that's probably my main stressor at this point is just making sure that the documentation the the the, the equipment manifest right the carnet everything from moving internationally is all set because uh, the rest of it will take care of itself. It really will. Yeah, I'm sure when it comes to about two weeks or a week before you do intend to fly out, there's going to be a few more. I've lost my passport. I don't know where it is. <laughs> Messages coming your Gosh, way for I sure. Hope I hope not. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. Oh, man. You mentioned there that you found out about a year ago that that you were um, going to be heading over to Dublin. Um did the team or, or yourself have any say in, in the selection process of who would be going over? Did you know beforehand or was was it um was it something that uh, the uh, league decided to um just pick at random? Um it's a great question. My like that was a contract negotiation between you know Aer Lingus College Football Classic, Irish American events. 
um, right? The, the trying to get these football games back on the schedule. And they had approached us, Northwestern, a couple times in the past. And you alluded to a game in 19. I know there was one in 2012, 2016 as well. And so they've wanted to get these back on the calendar and, and bring college, American college football overseas. And so they've come to us a couple times. It just hasn't worked out, right? Scheduling in college football is, is pretty crazy. Like we, we, our schedule is set from a non-conference game standpoint, you know, four, five, six years in advance. And so it's hard to move things around sometimes and find these opportunities to play what we call a week zero football game, especially against a conference opponent. So um, we, the football staff in particular, didn't have much say, no, but we, we know that they were trying to, to get us to come over there and play for a couple of years. And so finally it just worked out and, Again, we're, we're really excited to, to get the crew over there and experience the culture and let our guys hang out in Dublin a bit. We're actually staying uh, until Monday after the game because we have a bye week, which means we don't have a game that following Saturday. So we're able to hopefully win and then enjoy you know Dublin and let our guys go have a pint or two Sunday after the game before we fly back on Monday. So really looking forward to it. That's that's two things, Jacob, I wanted to kind of ask you. The first one is, obviously, you guys, the university is based in Illinois. That wouldn't be necessarily unfamiliar territory for some Irish heritage. And obviously, being a university, you guys have got kind of 18-year-olds, high school students, as you mentioned, uh, freshmen joining the team in America, drinking ages 21. Over here, you can get a nice cold pint of Guinness when you're 18. Uh, is that something that's going to be maybe... Eyes half closed in terms of the coaches staff. <laughs> let the let the let reins go a little bit, or will you be on top of the guys? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. You're spot on, right? We're 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 gonna have uh, our rules and our policies will be in place, especially leading into that game, right? I mean, we, what we will tell the guys, and and we won't need to tell them this, frankly. Our leadership within the locker room will take care of it. But you think about if we were in Chicago leading up to this home opener. Would, would our guys be having a pint on a Thursday night before the game? The answer is no, right? So mm-hmm. we're going to let that stuff take care of itself, and our players are going to police that. And we, we have, we have you know, very high expectations for this team and this year, and so getting a win in the opener is critical to our success long term. Now, after we win, it's going to be very much uh, eyes wide shut, right? We're, we we mm-hmm. know that these are college guys. Um, they're over in an international land where, look, 18 is the law, so they're going to follow the law. And if that means they're going to go have a pint or two in a pub, uh, more power to them. And is there is there much of an Irish connection in the squad? Any kind of heritage going on? Or, or will most of the guys be showing up for the first time? Nah, well, it, it, it frankly, it is the first international trip for the majority of our roster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not many of our guys have left the country, much less, you know, gone over the Atlantic to, to Ireland or to Europe, um, mostly Canada and, and Mexico, a little bit easier trips for our guys. But um, we do have a lot of Irish connections. Um, there's a chance our starting quarterback, his last name is Sullivan, um, has mm. some Irish roots for sure. Um, obviously our head football coach, right? It's, I think it's well documented at this point, but Pat yeah. Fitzgerald, um, Irish Catholic, uh, he made a trip over there uh, in February with his wife and got to go to uh, meet his cousins for the first time. And, um, just here, here, I think he went to Epic right there in Dublin and got to hear about the story of his lineage and his family and ancestry. So there, we have a lot of Irish ties on the football team, which will, which will be really cool for those guys and those families. 
Um, and, and I know some, some other players in particular too are planning, you know, perhaps a day trip to Galway or the, the cliffs on, on, uh, on Sunday after the win. So, um, they're, they're very excited, not only to win the football game, but then to experience Ireland for, for a little bit as well. Yeah. Hopefully they're not too, um, too sore after the game because that bus journey too, it can be long. It can be, it'll be a little rough for, for sure. They might be biting off more than they can chew. Yeah, I'm with well, you. This, I'm with this you. is the funny thing, though. The difference is we, we've obviously talked to, to plenty of American guests and kind of the idea of travel for us. If we go to Galway, that's that's a long trip. That's like 250 kilometers. I don't know what that is in miles, but sure. you Americans, you don't blink at that at all. You're like, ah, oh, that's yeah. no problem. Three, four hours. Sure, that's only down the road. We can do that in a day. That's I'm right. Back again. Yeah. That's right. That's nothing. That's an easy day trip. No worries. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I should. Ju- I, I I actually should point out there, Jacob, because you did, Jacob. You mentioned that um, you you, you obviously the team is going to stick to to the regulations ahead of the game, mm-hmm. um, and you won't see the guys having a, going out for a drink on the Thursday night before a game. I feel a little guilty now that I kind of told you off air. I was out at a wedding the night before we played air game. <laughs> you make me feel that a little bit guilty. But, uh... No, 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 no. It's, uh, don't feel guilty. I'm I'm jealous of you. You're so, good. You're good. So so are we definitely ruling out me as a late alternate then on, on okay. the day if you need it? <laughs> I was going to say we we have a couple of roster spots open. I might need one of you guys. So if just, you need a D tackle, you. You know who to call. Them. I love it. I love it. No, no, no pints Thursday or Friday, so I can give no, you a no, call no, on no. Saturday. You never know. No, don't worry, don't worry. You can pay for my bus trip to the Cliffs of Moher on the Sunday with the team. That's <laughs> fine. That's that's. Pe- <laughs> I love it. I love it. But um, in terms of of preparations for for the season as as a whole, obviously last year didn't sort of go the way that that you would have liked. Um, what? Well, how are you? How's the team? And how how is Coach uh, Fitzgerald feeling ahead? Of, uh, looking into the 2022 season yeah we're, we're really motivated we're really motivated because you said it last year was not up to our standard you know the year prior we had a, an incredible year where we we won our division and went to the big 10 championship game so to 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 play the way we did last year in 2021 was was no way in shape or form up to our expectations or our standards so we've got a motivated group um they've been working since january 1st on getting that 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 bad taste out of their mouth and you know that that's eight months of preparation now will lead into this football game and so they're going to be hungry to hit somebody not wearing purple they're going to be hungry to you know start this season off on the right foot so uh, our leadership is in a great place Um, some of our best players are our seniors and juniors right our upperclassmen who've been around for a while and have had success and have now also felt the the you know what a bad year looks like too so they're, they're hungry. They're motivated. They've been working really hard, um, you know, but, but you gotta, you gotta show up, you gotta put it all together, show up there at Aviva stadium on the 27th and put it all together. And cause Nebraska saying the same thing, right. They didn't have the year they wanted last year. So everybody's working, everybody's going to be ready. Um, we've just got to execute and find a way to, to beat them by one point. That's all that matters. We're uh we were aware a couple of years ago, you guys obviously upgraded the football practice facilities there in Northwestern. Yeah. Absolutely spectacular. I've seen the images there. Is that is that on the university campus? Is that a little bit off? It's on the beachfront for anyone who might not have seen. I, I would encourage them to go and Google images, some of the, the facilities you guys have there. It looks absolutely beautiful and spectacular. Yeah, no, please, please do Google it for sure. It is it is worth the time. It's it is beautiful. Uh, and yes, it is on campus. That That is our campus is right on the shores of Lake Michigan, one of our great lakes. 
over here in the U.S. And it is just uh, it's it's one of the more picturesque, beautiful campuses in our country. Um, now, you won't see many pictures from the, the months of November through March, though. <laughs> right. So so definitely Google July when you yeah. when you Google the facilities. But it, it's it's incredible. We have a private beach right on campus. Our guys take advantage of all the time. Um, and it is a huge investment by our university. We moved in in 2018, so about four or five years now where we've been in these practice facilities. Uh, and it matters. It matters to our guys, their day-to-day, their two-minute walk to class. They're right across the street from where they live. Um, and the facilities are state-of-the-art. They've got the best locker room, uh, weight room, recovery, nutrition, you name it, the best in the country. So it really gives us a chance to recruit elite-level student-athletes. Um, but then to develop them and make sure that they're 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 able to perform their best on Saturday, while getting a top ten degree in the country. So it's it's a it's a pretty great recipe for success. And does the strength and conditioning coach also enjoy the big long beach to send the lads down sprinting <laughs> up and back through the heavy sand? He uh, he does for multiple reasons. That is one of them. The, uh, the sand workouts, but then. Um, something about strength coaches and tanning they they love mm. to uh, get some sun themselves so it's a, it's a pretty good place to be these these months these months of june and july um, jacob when it comes to sort of your role specifically we hear sort of like the director of football operations and sort of mm-hmm. gm roles when it comes to the nfl and obviously mm-hmm. they have to keep their eye on what's going on in the college game and and you know uh, looking ahead to draft season and and who are they going to be the standout players and when it comes to yourself and and for for college and and trying to fill like such big rosters that you have and in, in especially of we mentioned there almost 108 yeah you know how 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 much are you keeping how much do you have to keep your eye on on almost almost every high school and probably a lot of community colleges as well around the country just to try and um see the best prospects to uh, to bring to school yeah no it's a great question uh i'm fortunate in my role where i don't have to do that day to day because we have a staff large enough right we have enough resources where i have a director of player personnel uh similar to uh, a, i suppose a gm and an nfl team who's responsible for running a recruiting office uh where we have four full-time uh, individuals, and then we have a team of six interns. So we have roughly 10 to 12 people every single day whose job it is to watch film, to uh, have conversations with high school coaches, to request transcripts to see how these student athletes are academically. Are they the right fit for us? Um, but then also to project forward, to look at our future roster and to plan how many spots are we going to have open, right? We get 85 scholarships. That's it. And so we have to know any given year, how many kids are we looking to bring in to fill those openings? So it's, it's a big deal. It's frankly, it's the lifeblood of our profession, right? It's, it's making sure that we have a complete roster, a competitive roster that we're recruiting to our fit, but we're recruiting the best student athletes possible. Uh, and it's a full-time job for those, you know, like I said, those, those 10 to 12 individuals. And I'm, I'm heavily involved as are our coaches. So it's a big, big deal when it comes to any college football program, uh, the recruiting. It's huge. And you mentioned there uh, the, the players that you're looking at. If, for you guys in Northwestern, obviously you already mentioned, you also get uh, a top-notch degree in terms of the, the standing in the nation. Uh, and so obviously with any university, especially you guys, you're looking for not just athletes, but student athletes. And when you're going to recruit these players, are you looking to try and find 
the, the best personalities, the best athletes, student athletes that you can? Or are you looking at the system that's already in place in the school and looking for athletes and student athletes that can contribute to what's already there? Yeah, it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both, right? We've, we've got to look at the entire package because of, like you said, the, the, the incredible academics that Northwestern offers. And so we, we do. We have real restrictions when it comes to um, academic minimums, right? The criteria it takes to come to Northwestern to play football. Um, we, we, have, we have rules and, and, and guidelines we have to follow. So we're out there looking for the best student athlete that fits that requirement, but that also is an incredible football player, right? That wants to come here, that wants to play in the NFL, that wants to help us win a Big Ten championship. Um, and so we, we, some people think that it's harder for us to do that, but what we would argue is that it actually shrinks the pool, right? It actually makes our focus that much stronger because uh, we, we, can, we can sort of uh, toss out, you know, a certain percentage of the high schoolers out there because unfortunately they don't, just don't have the grades or the test score to allow us to recruit them. So we're looking for the right fit. We're looking for that kid who wants a great degree, who wants to play in the NFL, um, and who wants to play at this level, the Big Ten, right? One of the best conferences in our country. Um, but it's, it's much more than just, you know, black and white of football or school. It's, it's both. Excellent. And, and um, we, we've seen a lot of, um, over here, we obviously see a lot of documentaries when it comes to sort of, you know, players that get drafted. And, and the last couple of years now, Northwestern have been very lucky to get not just one, but but two first round draft picks, especially yeah. in, in twenty twenty one with Rashawn Slater and Greg Newsom. Um, for the cause, like, so how how rewarding is that to see when you not when you see sort of not just even one player going in the first round of the draft, but two of the players that you've nurtured and and helped become a better player over the last three four years finally making to the league. Yeah, it's it's amazing, right? It's 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 one of the reasons why we do this. We want to help these 18 year olds develop as a, as a, as a player. Yes. But also as a person. And so to see these two guys in particular, Greg and Rashawn last year get drafted in the first round. I mean, just, just two unbelievable kids. They, they, they tirelessly worked their entire time here. Uh, I mean, frankly, the best players on our football team, but they worked like they were the worst, right? Like they, they were always in the film room. They were always making their teammates better. They were always asking the coaches questions because they knew they wanted to, to play for football for a long time and do so at a really high level. Um, so it's, it's, it, was, it was really great. And, and frankly, we're, we're hoping to have another first round of this upcoming year. Um, our starting uh, left tackle, Peter Skaronsky, is, is highly rated um, in his class. So knock on some wood, but he's going to have a heck of a year and, um, and, and get drafted really high next year as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's awesome, right? And it gives us a chance to, to recruit those elite players we just talked about who want to go to the NFL. They like to see a program that develops NFL-level, NFL-caliber players. So when you get some first rounders and, and yeah, you pop two in the same year, that's a really big deal to these high school kids. They want to see that, uh, that, that, uh, that trajectory of your program and the ability to, to develop these guys in a first round pick. So it's a really big deal. It's amazing. But Jacob, before we let you go, it's been fantastic to talk to you. I have one last question. Uh, I hope you've obviously made it clear to any of the lads, as you mentioned, who might not have traveled over to Europe that uh, they are coming to Ireland. So on all that lovely Northwestern gear you give them over the course of the year, make sure they pack their uh, long sleeve jumpers and stuff. <laughs> I know I know, Northwestern and Nebraska as well are well used to plenty of cold weather, but 
Just make sure they're not coming to the south of France here. There's a good chance they get rain every single day they're over here, even if it is kind of at the end of August. That's right. No, we, 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 uh, we will make sure that the rain gear is packed. Yes, um, absolutely. That plenty of footballs come with us in case the, the weather is uh, less than optimal on game day. But no, they're, they're, they're beyond excited. I mean, Chicago is not, not too far from uh, Dublin weather, right? We get a mm-hmm. lot of, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of rain, a lot of snow, a lot of wind. Um, so we're, we're used to it, but you're right. Late August, we'd prefer 80 and sunny, but we know that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely not. Um, yeah. Then just one more on my side well, yeah. before I go to sort of double, double uh, barrel question here. Um, you mentioned about training as well, what you get here. Um, are you looking to do a full week of sessions? Um, probably like arrived on Monday for the game on the Saturday. And then secondly, for yourself personally, when you're over here, like you said, you mentioned um, you're not flying home till the following Monday. Is there anywhere in particular that you're looking forward to seeing? So to, your, to answer your first question, we will we will land in Dublin on Wednesday morning, the week of the game. And so we will practice Wednesday and Thursday. And then Friday, we do what, kind of a typical home game Friday for us or some meetings and some walkthroughs and nothing too, nothing too intensive on their bodies. Um, so we will. We'll practice a few times at Aviva Stadium. Um, you know, we'll spend some time at our hotel right there, city center. Um, you know, we'll, we'll walk around, we'll see, we'll see Temple Bar and we'll walk Grafton street, maybe a little bit. We just won't partake until after the win. Um, but, uh, no, we're, we're looking forward to it. Um, and then in terms of, yeah, kind of that, I, 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 I wish I could tell you that I'm going to have time to go play around a golf or, 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 uh, you know, see some live music in Temple Bar, but it's, it's going to be a busy trip for the staff, for the operations staff in particular. So, I'm just hoping Sunday afternoon when we get everything packed up at Aviva Stadium where we're one and oh that a handful of us can sit somewhere with a pint and just uh, you know sort of be grateful for a heck of a trip and then make sure we get all good home safely on Monday because there's there's a lot of moving parts when we're coming back to the airport and getting wheels up there Monday afternoon. So um, but again, really, really looking forward to, you know, late August and uh, and, and getting a big win over there in Dublin. Yeah, definitely. And Jacob, we're, we're definitely excited to have you guys over here and we're really looking forward to the game once again, August 27th in the Aviva Stadium, Northwestern Wildcats against the Nebraska Huskers. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.ie to make sure you don't miss out on the game. A lovely half five kickoff here local time which is great and then uh, it's i believe we half 11 central time it will be kickoff back over there in the states uh, jacob smith uh, director of football operations at northwestern wildcats we really appreciate the time and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you in august you bet guys thanks so much for having me go cats no problem and that's where we're going to end this edition of the show before we do once again make sure you follow us on twitter at under center pod and the same on instagram and uh, make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel under center podcast to get all of our interviews and catch up with previous ones including uh, washington commanders head coach ron rivera a couple of weeks ago but uh, until next time fion as always thank you thank you and stay safe and we'll see you soon